Okay, so we're talking about how much Moshe Rabbeinu became, the, the Pesach says, Vayigdal Moshe, Vayetzelachav. He grew up and he came out to his brothers. And the obvious question is, what do you mean? He'd already grown up much earlier. The, the Pesach already said, Pesach already said that he grew up previously. So what is this next one? So the Midrash says, it means, what does it mean he grew up? It means not, he was all a Gdula. Vayigdal means he was all a Gdula. Now usually we think of Gdula means what? That you've been appointed to a position of power. Right? And perhaps indeed that did happen over here. Perhaps he was appointed over class. But more importantly is that he, he, is that he, became, he was a person who very much cared for he became a shepherd of Klausel. He became somebody who Gdula is that you understand that you are here to help the people. Right? So the Moshe Rabbein, and then, then we had a couple different opinions to what, how, how was he doing it, and, uh, all coming to express the level to which he was he was a leader of Klausel. So here we go. So we spoke about the fact that that once a person is able to leave his own individualistic needs, concerns, you know, business, etc., and go to to the perspective of the klal. What does the klal need? Right, their concerns are my concerns. That's what gedula means. Gedula means gadol. It means it's something that it expands to become much bigger, right? Um, instead of Rav, right? Rav means many, many things, right? Many pieces, right? Like Asaph says, Asaph says, Yesh li Rav. I have lots of stuff. I have a lot of money, right? Godel is when the one thing itself expands to become something huge. And it encompasses all those. And encompasses. Now, how can one person become huge? It means, obviously, it's going to tie into the anava of Moshe Rabbeinu, right? The humility, what is humility? Humility is thinking that you can't do anything, that you're, that you're total nothing, and you have no abilities, and you have no powers, right? That's what humility means? They don't say no. Good. That's not what humility means. Humility means that with all the recognition of what I can do, I also, I'm not focused on that. I can also recognize what, what Ezra can do. I can also recognize what, what Ari can do, right? Okay. But uh, it's irrelevant. My concern, it's not about recognizing different people's abilities. It's about where my concern lies, right? So usually people are concerned with themselves. Another is that my concern is with the cloud. Right, as uh, me, my my boundaries. What defines me as me is what I set to be you know, the inner circle. What's important for me? What, what's what's you know? Where's it? What's the real? You know, where's the thoughts? Where are the thoughts located? Right. So if the thoughts become on the cloud, and within that cloud there is also you know the the physical me. That that's fine. Right. That's totally good. But but there's no emphasis on that. That's, a, that's an absolute onov. Right? So onova is that I'm concerned for the cloud. And I'm doing whatever I can for the cloud. 
So that person has become a gadol, the ultimate gadol. Right? Uh, in Sivanova, Maral brings a, a Gemara. He has a slightly different gear set than we do in our Gemara, which makes it so gishmak. The Gemara says, every place, every place that you find Hashem's godless, how, how big he is, next to it you find his anvanus, or his humility. Yeah, whenever it's mentioned Hashem, how big Hashem is, right next to it it mentions how humble he is. Okay. So Maral says, you know why that is? Correlation. No. It's because Anova is the biggest gudula you could have. Because Gadol is when you become big, 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 big. But it's still, still just you. Anova is when you really encompass everything. The only way you can encompass everything is by not having any boundaries of your own. Of not having any, this is me and this is not me. This is all me. Right? Because, because there is no me. Because it's just all of this. That's, so so, that's, so that's, that's what it means. That Isn't there an aspect of that that does have to encompass the classical understanding of humility, that you do have to have an accurate understanding of your strengths and also the limitations that you as an individual possess? Because that leads to a recognition of, I have these limitations, and therefore other people can suffer. Uh, too many leads. It, 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 those, if you are a person who are obsessed with yourself, you're going to tend, usually, to view, to focus on your own abilities and strengths and concerns, etc., mm-hmm. and not pay so much attention to other people's. But a person who really has a clear understanding of their own abilities, won't they naturally come to the conclusion that I am limited in this area, which means I'm relying on someone else? Maybe. Maybe yes, or maybe he'll discover, actually, I'm like extremely, really powerful. Well, if it's true, then what's the problem? There's no problem, but it's irrelevant. You do have to have a correct understanding of your abilities and of other people's abilities in order to be a leader. Uh, a leader has to know the toolbox that every person, you know, is bringing to the table, right? But but the point is, it's not about that. It makes no difference if I have a lot of different tools or if I have few tools, right? Because it's not about me. It's about the team. It's about the cloud. Meaning the ultimate enough is being able to transcend your individual identity. Exactly. And now you're right that, of course, connected to that will be that you're not going to have the twisted, warped look of yourself that many people walk around with. Yeah, but that's not the only problem. It's, it, it, that's not the greatness of another. Right? The greatness of another is that you've left your own skin. Okay, so Moshe Rabbeinu is this person. What's the example of the of when he says that where you find Gedola, you find Anava? Is that like that Hashem was Yoreid down to earth? Like, what are some? What's the meaning by that? Sorry, I meant to throw it off. This is why I point out to you, we have a little bit of a different gear set. We have the gear set Gvurasso, so it doesn't, 
it's not as perfect, but he could still work with what the Mar wants to say. But uh, the, he has Gdula, so Shalom Kodesh Boruch Sham Ata Motzi Anvanuso. Davarzeh Kalsav B'Torah V'Shanui B'Nevim U'Mishulish B'Ksuvim. It's not just like a one-time thing. It's everywhere. It's in the Torah. It's in Nevim. It's in Ksuvim. Ezra, have you never learned any of these things? Why are you asking me such questions? It's everywhere. Okay, <laughs> Just teasing you. Okay. Kosov B'Torah. Ki Hashem Eloheichem Hu Elohei HaElohim V'Adonai HaAdonim HaKel HaGadol HaGibor VeHanora. That's pretty big stuff, right? Asher Lo Yisa Ponim V'Lo Yika Shochad like, okay. that, that's pretty unbelievable. And then, because of Basrei, and then right after it says what? Also, Mishpat Yasum Velmano. He does the judgment of the um, orphan and the widow. The Ohev Ger and loves a sojourner. Lose slow Lechem to give him bread. Where was the okay. greatness for Rosemary? Ari, can you help Josh? He didn't, he didn't hear where the greatness is and where the Anava is. I think the Maral is saying the, the second part. It's not the Maral, the, the Gemara Megillah. He's saying the Anava is from the second part where he's, all the little details that he goes down, even the Almana and the Ger, he's being metapa with, even though he's the greatest king, who would he care about the little, the little person? Uh, I shouldn't care about the little person. Yeah? I, mean, I thought that was an indication of the greatness. That way, that even a uh, orphan, a widow, he's, he's well, taken usu- care of. I mean, that could be viewed as a. I, it's, it's well, usually, thing. someone who's like really, really like the big man, yeah. like, like like the really big guy, and he's like wearing very fancy clothes, etc. Right? Yeah. He's not gonna like go and like take care of like some. You know, scrub the, you know, like, When you hear the, the compliments dirt. for the big man, it's always around. Look at what he's doing. Look at his greatness. He's even involved in the little things. It's not a chiddish that someone who's big is involved in big things. What, what, I haven't heard anybody compliment our president on being involved. No, but you know why? Because we're so... We're so with the biographies from no. Moshe Feinstein, Roshach, how they go. That's what we call Gadula. See, Josh was yeah. implicated with what Gadula really is. No, no. We do not... We view it as like, wow. And in spite of how big he was, he was still humble. That's unbelievable. Like the Greeks like, said, that God was, 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 so great yeah, in spite of how big he is, he's still humble. That's how you view it, usually. Yeah. Right? That, like, you know, uh, usually uh, a person is so big, so, so he gets a big head, he, and he's arrogant, and he, you know, is uh, not, in, you know, he, he wouldn't touch that dirty orphan with a tenth of pole. Yeah. But the Chiddush is, wow, look at him. He's humble enough that, that he's actually... You know, goes down and, and takes over. That's a contrast. That's how we tend to see it, right? Yeah. So Marla's going to say that that's not the case. Hmm. So let's see another example. Shlomo. Shonui. Sorry. Apologize. That he gives to them, to them 
Lechem v'simla, and a garment. Then it was repeated in Nevim, Dixiv ki ko amar ram v'nisa, Hashem is uplifted and high, shochen ad, shochen ad, he dwells over there indefinitely, v'kadosh shemo, and his name is blessed, right, it's pretty big stuff, marom v'kadosh, and then, Eshkon as Daka, Vishofel. He dwells with the downtrodden and the lowly. Vishofel Ruach and the lowly of spirit, etc. Okay, continuing other examples. Okay? So, so the point is, so we, so we see in Moshe Rabbeinu, I'm just, you know, throwing this in there because we, we do know that Moshe Rabbeinu was Anav Mikoladam. Because he told us himself. What? Because he wrote it. So see, so you, ju- so you just fell back into your fallacy of what Anav is. Maybe, yeah. Right? <laughs> you, you catch yourself on that? Yeah. Right? That people think Anava is that you have to like think of yourself as not being very good at uh, certain things. No, I mean, he had an acknowledgement that he was the humblest person of all time. Right, and that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Right, because I don't care. See, as soon as, as, soon as you or I hear it, we're like, oh, me, <laughs> yeah, it's me. Right? But that's because there's a lack of humility. Mm-hmm. A person who's actually humble can say with a straight face and not care one iota Right, he, he will say it with the same straight face that he will say the same thing about somebody else. It's, it's not about me. So if Hashem did command him to write those words, he wrote it, he didn't have a problem with it. Okay, so, so Moshe Rabbeinu is a person who is, therefore he is kolol, ubishvil zeh. Hayamosh Rabbeinu Alava Sholom Metsius Kolo. He was an existence, an encompassing existence. He was something that, he wasn't just a little piece in the jigsaw puzzle. He's the, he's the framework. He's the, he's the one that encompasses the entirety of Klaus Sholom. That is an abstract concept. We spoke about that last time, that, that every... Detail every single thing. You know, if, if I have a blueprint for how to make a, uh, you know, some new computer, right? I have a mathematical equation that tells me how to how to do something, right? How to make a computer. So that is totally abstract. It has no physicality to it. It's just a concept. But then every computer and computer that I make. Right, even though they're going to be different variants of it, different you know, I put a certain very randomness variable that pops out, that alters it, gives this one a little bit more of this, a little bit more of that. But they're all physical manifestations of this overarching um, principle. So, too with people, right? Every one of us is a member of Bnei Yisrael, right? Now, there's a concept called Bnei Yisrael. There's a concept called Jewish people. That concept cannot be found in any particular 
person you, and you play you, you, where you're gonna go you're gonna go grab this one you're grabbing a person grab this one you're grabbing a person grab that one you're grabbing a person right? but somewhere above all of them if you, you can imagine you know like an umbrella right or hovering a cloud I don't know whatever you want to imagine right that encompasses all of them is what they have all of them have in common so Moshe Rabbeinu was not someone of infinite complexity that he included every aspect of every single person that he leaded. He was the unifying principle behind all those things. Like the abstract always gets simpler than the permutations on a lower level. Yes. Okay. So, Lefikach, Amar Kodesh Boruchu, since Moshe Rabbeinu is this type of a call, so Hashem said... This is the continuation of that Gemara, of that Medrash Hemant. So that's the case. He's a better place for me than the Elyonim and the Tachtonim. It's more fitting that I should be with him than I should be in the Elyonim and the Tachtonim. Good question. It may depend on the context. Um, and here there's not enough context to know. Um, although, one second. Maral is going to seem to understand it as being that. Okay. But uh, even if it meant even if it meant the other option, which is the spiritual realms and the physical realms, okay. it would work, uh, it, would, it would also work. Yeah. He's going he's gonna to bring it over here, just probably for simplicity's sake, a Mishnah Perkavos that talks about the Shemaim and the Arts. Okay. So that's, uh, so that's why it's going to be, you know, how is it? You, you get to the end of the paragraph yeah, and you yeah. understand. It, uh, um, we're going to cap you out of three questions. Okay, fine. So. Yeah, sorry. Um, borach, Midaber im echad, shehu kolel bavur shehu yisborach kolel hametziv. Yeah. So Hashem, where is the most fitting place for Hashem to speak with? Where is the most fitting place for Hashem to reside in? Obviously, speech is a form of relationship of of connection. Where is that? It's something that's kolal, that contains all all the existence, right? Now, obviously, on the greatest level, Hashem is the one that contains all the existence. Everything that exists only exists within the place of Hashem's desire, right? Meaning, Hashem wants everything to exist. That's what makes it exist. So, that's the that's the uh, that's the that's what encompasses, that's a tzada shava name, the, the thing that unites everything that we know, in exi- and we don't know, in existence. Everything that exists is, is some, well, the one uniting factor is that it's the Ratzon of Hashem that it should be. Right? So Hashem is the ultimate kolo. He's the ultimate transcendent That 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 uh, I say Hashem is much more than that as well, but we, we we can't know anything more than that. But we can know that He is the Elokah Baruch Hu, right? That He is the 
one from whom everything comes. So, Lefikach, Maniach El Yonim therefore he, even though the Yonim V'Tachtonim is where he usually is, that's where we're going to see that to a certain extent they are appropriate dwelling place for Hashem, that's why it's described like that way, that that's where he is, but she goes, oh, you're a better place for me to reside than the Yonim So I'm going to leave the Yonim and the Tachtonim, and I'm going to go reside with you. Why? Sheheim Nechshavim Pratim because even though they are overarching, we're going to see soon how they are overarching in a straightforward sense, how the overarching principles that encompass everything. I mean, they're pretty big, right? Everything is either in the Elyonim there's nothing else. That, that's everything, right? So the Elyonim encompass, that's space, that is, that's a, about as encompassing as we can know of, seemingly, right? So then, okay, so that would be that would be a fitting place for Hashem to manifest Himself, right? But no, compared to Moshe Rabbeinu, they are considered protim. They are not klolim. They are not all encompassing. Moshe Rabbeinu is more encompassing than they are. Why? Kimitzad shehaya Moshe mashlim as Yisroel. Moshe is the completion of Klal Israel. He's the tzura of Klal Israel. He's the umbrella term for Klal Israel. Shenushavim kinyan echad. Now here we go. The, and Klal Israel are considered a single kinyan. This is a little bit of a difficult concept, we're going to need to learn a new concept over here to understand what the moral is saying. First we'll read the words and then we'll discuss it. So they are considered a single acquisition of Hashem. Kemo Shemaim Va'aretz. Similarly to Shemaim Va'aretz. Like the Mishnah Perkeala says, Shemaim Va'aretz, Kinyan Echad It should be midiksiv. No? should be a mem there. What do you guys have over there? Dixiv? Okay. Can you have a dixiv? Okay. Could be. You could read it like that. Dixiv. Hashem acquires the heaven and the earth. So he's saying, that's called the kinyan of Hashem. But Yisroel, kinyan echad, Yisroel also called the kinyan. Dixiv. So you would say, wait a second, so I'm only hearing that Yisroel and the Shemayim Varet should be equal, right? He just said that Moshe Rabbeinu is somehow going to be greater, but we don't yet understand what this Kenyan has to do with anything, but we're going to discover soon, hopefully, that Kenyan has something to do with what we're talking about, but so far we've just equated Shemaim Varetz is a Kenyan, and Yisrael is a Kenyan. So why is Yisrael better than Shemaim Varetz? He says, V'yosu Yisrael Kenyan, Echad, means Shemaim Varetz. Yisrael are more so a single Kenyan than Shemaim Varetz. Ki Shemaim Varetz, Heim Shnei Mitziyuyos, V'shneim B'yachad Kenyan Echad. Shemaim Varetz are really two different things. There's a clear demarcation. 
the two of them, one combined, it's like the yin and the yang or something, right? When the two of them combined, that encompasses everything. Uh, that's when they become called one Kenyan, which will, so far we have not defined one Kenyan, but hold tight. Aval Yisroel, but Yisroel, that they are one thing, Be'atzmam, Kenyan Echad. We are one thing. It's not two things that are coming together. Lefikach, Eniachel Asel Yonim, Vetachtonim, Vedaber Imcha. Okay, so, the Kenyan. Um, mentioned last time, the Gurarye over here by Kone Shemaim Va'aretz, Posik. Yeah, Posik says, it's about Hashem. Hashem is the one that acquires. Does he b- bring by you the Gurari? Um, I didn't see. I mean, there's a lot here. On the Kenyan. You gotta bring it. Even the computer search would turn that up. But uh, the, 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 the one more makom that I think is going to be is, is too crucial to understand over here is the Gurari. The Rashi is bothered. Rashi and Chumash is bothered. What does it mean? Hashem is Kone Shemayim Varz. He's the one who acquires the, the heavens and the earth. Right? Uh, who did he buy it from? Right? So Rashi says, Ravdavka. It, it, it just means that since. Hashem created it, so He's the owner of it. It, 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 just, it, it, it just shows ownership. So, uh, and, and uh, He's really the owner of everything. He created everything, so He owns everything. That's, that's what it means. So the Gloria there says, wait, wait a second, um, and what are you going to do with the mission of Perkala? says that there are five things, Hashem has five kinyanim. There are five things that Hashem was Kona. Shemayim Va'aretz, Klal Yisrael, Beis HaMikdash, um, Why doesn't that hold? You can say He has dominion over all those things. Let it be. But according to Rashi, it's really anything. Hashem created everything, right? Yeah. Okay. So then, it should be oh, correctly... So Dafka, correctly exactly. So why specifically those five? Meaning, if, we, if those five, it means it's not just a matter of creation. Creation is, right. is everything. Okay. So, so uh, okay. those five must be that Kenyan means something else other than simply the fact that you, that you created. So, so Mara explains that what it means is that it's a, it's an expression of Hashem. It's a um, the I think I mentioned to you guys last time the safer. Sefer Beis Yaakov says that Kenyan comes from a language of Khan, like a bird's nest, 
right? Which means um, it's something that that I can express myself through it. It's like a like a vessel that I can, you know, like you um, spoke about this past Shabbos that Pasuk um, and actually last week in last week's parsha parsha Shmos ze. Right? This is my name forever, but this is my mention. This is how I'm, but I'm meant to be mentioned by this. So, Chazal learned out from here that even though the shame Yud Kevavke, shame Avaya, that's Hashem's essential name, but that's really only used in the base of Migdash. That's a very rare usage. But and it's, but you're supposed to, when you're trying to allude to it, you're supposed to use the name Adnus, the shame Alav Dalad, or one of the other, one of the other names from the seven names that are not erased, one of the other names are all expressions, like in this, this past week's parasha, Hashem says that to the Avos, he will reveal himself, big, big shame, Kel Shakai, I reveal myself through the name, B means through, in the name Kel Shakai, and my name Yudke Vovke, I did not make known to them. So the name Yudke Vovke is the essential name. You can't say through my name Yudke Vovke. That's not through. That is the essential name. But Hashem did reveal Himself through the name Kel Shakai, because that's like a vessel to express through. So Kinyanim means these these fundamental places where if you look into this, you can find Hashem there. Right, because they are all-encompassing, because they are things that kind of can, you know, tell the full picture, so you can find Hashem in there. It's, that's, that's what it means. They are unique in Yadam Hashem. They are unique expressions of Hashem, as opposed to everything else, which kind of hides Hashem. These have Hashem's name written on them. These five Kinyanim, it's like, you know, they're, what's it called if you own a book and then here at the front you... You Im, 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 emboss. Emboss, emboss your name on it, right? So that's like your Kenyan, you know, in a much more clear way than anything else. So these five are called Hashem's Kenyanim because these five, you look at them and you can see Hashem's name written on it. Yeah? So, so Shemayim Varetz is one of them because Shemayim Varetz contains everything. If you can grasp all of that, then you can relate to Hashem. Right? But a more, but there it's still there's a divisiveness. There's not the same kolo because there's two of them. There's the elyonim and the tachtonim. Only when they come together, the shemaim and the arts. Only when they come together, then I have everything. So there's still this divisiveness aspect. But klausrel is me goy. What's, what's the pasuk in Hashem's film? Right? We are one. So that's the ultimate one, is the ultimate expression of Hashem's oneness that can be in the in the physical world. And Moshe Rabbeinu is that. He's the Tzura. He's that which defines the whole of Klausel. Without Moshe Rabbeinu, we'd have no ability to say who, who you are. What is a Klausel? Uh, Yaakov Avinu, Moshe Rabbeinu have a very intimate relationship. They are the, not going to use terms that we're not going to understand, but there is, because we are also Bnei Israel. 
Yeah. So there's, there's an intimate relationship. But at the end of the day, the true surah of Klausel was only with the, with the Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, with the Kabbalah Satora. That, and, and that was uh, that was to Moshe Rabbeinu. So again, in summary, Moshe Rabbeinu, being that he is someone who has now become the Tzura for Klausel, the encompassing vision for the entirety of Klausel, and that is the closest that you can get to seeing the oneness of Hashem in the world. So that's called that Hashem will leave the Elyonim and the Tachtonim and go and speak to Moshe Rabbeinu. Because that's, that's the most appropriate place for the Shekhinah to be found is Buso Grono, is in the throat of Moshe Rabbeinu. That's, that's, where, that's where it's the most appropriate place for it to be. So is Moshe one of these five Kenyanim? Klaus Hilar. Oh, and he's... And he's, and he's the he's the Tzura HaKolos of Klaus Hilar. Okay. Very good. So we'll uh, we'll stop here.